Thanks for tuning in to High Green, the Boston and Maine Railroad Historical Society's official podcast. High Green is funded by your membership in the Boston and Maine Railroad Historical Society, and any opinions expressed throughout the show are solely those of the owner. We hope you enjoyed today's show, and as always, if you're interested in learning more about our organization, you can visit our website, www.bmrrhs.org. Perhaps this story hasn't been told in B&M circles, but no. it's a B&M story and it's a good one. And the next thing you know, we hear 119 getting out of town with his steam engine working like the hell. He's going up by way of Rutland. If you haven't gotten the chance to check out our online archive yet, you definitely owe it to yourself to take a look. Right on our website, you can find the online archive, a digitized collection of fascinating treasure trove of documents pertaining to the Boston and Maine, the Maine Central, and other New England railroads as well. Inside, you'll find hundreds of fascinating documents, executive documents, financial documents, operational documents, abandonment files. We also have the entire run of the Society newsletter, a Boston and Maine freight car index, employee magazines from the Boston and Maine and the Maine Central, and so much more. There's literally hundreds of hours of documents that you can get lost in. You can find all of that right on our website, bmrrhs.org. And if you like what you see, consider making a donation to the Society or joining so you too can volunteer as part of the Archives Committee. We're here in Beverly, Massachusetts on March 7th, 2021, conducting an interview with Russell Monroe, Jr., regarding his history in railroading, railroad photography, and his time on the Boston and Maine as well. So Russell, you can start out just kind of talking a little bit about how you became interested and involved in railroading in general when you were younger. How, when you were a kid, how did you become sort of interested in trains and railroading? Always been interested in trains. Yeah. Ever since I've been old enough to walk. <clears throat> Excuse me, I go back to 19, uh, uh, let's see, 30s. To 34. Mm-hmm. And I remember the old American type engines when they used to come in in Marble Head. I lived in, I lived in Marble Head at the time. And I used to be taken down to the station there and watch the trains come in and all that. And my father was used to take me around. He never took pictures. And I never didn't start taking pictures until 1948 myself. Mm-hmm. But uh, <clears throat> I remember a lot about that area in Marble Head. And uh, I did some train riding, you know, with the parents and all that. But uh, I've always wanted to work for the railroad. And I worked in a machine shop for about uh, 10 years. And that got kind of dicey after a while. So I finally got a chance to work for the railroad. And uh, I went into Boston Yard. And they still had a hump yard. Had a hump up there in Somerville. Mm -hmm. And they had a a cowboy. I mean, you have to go in three times times a day. Uh, I think it was uh, a 7, 3, and 11 at night. And you had to sit in this big room. There might be uh, 25 or 30 people in there, you know, uh, workers. And then the one guy would get up and he'd say, uh, you know, you got seven jobs tonight. And he'd list off the guys in seniority. And, of course, you turn around and, well, of course, I was just a newbie then, so I didn't get it, didn't get anywhere. But I was lucky I could work weekends because none of those guys like to work weekends. So this was on freight. And uh, so I worked the humper one night, and uh, 
you know, you go up in the hump there when they were, they used to have a lot of freight trains in and out of Boston in those days. And uh, I was uh, up there on the hang, you know, you go behind, you walk, conductor would tell me what cars doing. You had to lift the drawbar, you know, let the car get over the hump here. And then a skate man would jump on it and he'd go down the end of the line, which would be a half a mile, and he'd tie a brake on it. And then uh, the, he set two or three cars down. And you could, I think you could have five, uh, four or five cars down there and they can just let them go because they'd bang down there. Yeah. But anyway, I worked Boston Yard. I wasn't <clears throat> too keen about it. And uh, then they had to ride the tops of the cars, these are the 40-foot freight cars. Mm -hmm. And uh, I, many times I worked on the on the freights where you'd have to walk, climb up in the freight car and work on the uh, walk across the tops of the cars. <clears throat> you had to tie a handbrake on them. Yep. If you were in a siding, of course, and all that. And uh, but <clears throat> I worked a lot of places. I worked started Lawrence Yard. I worked in Lawrence Yard for oh I don't know a long time. And uh, Lawrence Yard was terrible. Uh, we were always derailing up there. And uh, it's still pretty bad now. Yeah, <laughs> it still is. I don't think they fixed it up. I think there was like eighteen tracks there, yep. including a scale track. But you go up there and, and you'd you'd. We never tipped anything over there, but we I got involved in several derailments. We dumped, we knocked six tank cars off the, we used to go up the street up to the Lawrence Gas, and we brought six empty tank cars down the street one, one afternoon, late afternoon. And uh, <clears throat> I was sitting in the cab of the switcher, and I said to the engineer, I said, stop, I says we're on the ground. And the cars are all coming down the hill sideways. Yeah. So we called the, the <clears throat> over the yard office told him about it. He says, well, him pin the engine, leave them there. And they'll send a crew out there to put the cars back on the track later on tomorrow. Mm -hmm. They blocked the street off. I got involved in a lot of derailments like that. <laughs> and, uh, <clears throat> but anyway, uh, so I worked, uh, let's see, three years on freight. And then I got injured pretty bad. I wound up in the hospital for a while and uh, I got crushed between cars. Mm -hmm. And uh, I fell off and cracked ribs and and dislocated my foot and everything. So I was out of work for three months. So <clears throat> anyway, and then I decided to go back to passenger. I wanted to go back on passenger. In those days, the crews could go work passenger or freight. Mm -hmm. So I worked passenger jobs for a while. And <clears throat> in those days, well, they had the bud cars. And uh, <clears throat> they were they were nice. I, I liked them. And they were, they were very easy to run, work. And yes, I've run them. And, uh, but anyway, so I, they call, they told me to, uh, <clears throat> work out to South Acton. We only went as far, far as South Acton. So, uh, the engineer was an awfully nice guy. And it was, we had a conductor and myself and an engineer. So he finally, we left South Acton one night and he says, uh, Hey, come up front. All right. So I walked up front. I'd already taken my fares. So he says, uh, you ever run one of these things? And I says, no. He says, you're going to run one tonight, he says. <laughs> so anyway, he showed me what to do. And they're easy to run. They're easier than driving a car. Right. And uh, so I ran it all the way to Boston. <laughs> making all the stops. Oh, yeah. And making all the stops, lifting, stopping, lifting the door. We put the passengers on the front end. Mm -hmm. Then the conductor was picking up the fares. And then I shut the door, look out, nobody running. Okay, off we go to the next stop. And I was doing that, <clears throat> did that for quite a while. This is a uh, taboo, you know, for the crews to run the trains. You have to be a qualified engineer, right. which I wasn't. 
But anyway, <laughs> we used to have we used to do a lot of stuff like that. And uh, but I worked pasture for uh, twenty seven years, mm -hmm. and uh, I was all over the place. And uh, I worked, then I once in a while they'd call you for a freight job. And uh, even though I after I got injured, I worked a couple of freight jobs. They called me one night. Crew dispatcher called me one night. This was I think this was the last freight job I worked. He said, "Look, he says I just gotten into bed, and uh, he says, uh, how long will it take? How long will it take you to get to Portland?" And I says, hmm, "Give it a little over two hours." He says, "Well, he says, get up to Portland as quick as you can." He says, "We're waiting for you." I says, "All right." So I told my wife, I says, "Well, I'm out again. This is around eleven o'clock at night." So I got dressed, <clears throat> got in my car. They roared up to Portland. I get out of my car, parked, walked over, yard office. And he says, they're out there waiting for you. All right. There's this freight train out there waiting for me. So I walked over, four bluebirds and uh, the 1700s and about 100 cars. And I said, uh, where's the conductor? He says, right here. And I says, here I am. Get on. He says, we're on our way. <laughs> They'd been sitting there for two hours waiting for me. So off we went. All I did was just sit in the engine all the way to Gardner. <laughs> and uh, so anyway, at Gardner, I had to get off. And, and then I had to hop a freight going back sure. to Portland and get my car. But it was, it was some of the jobs were, were, were really nice. I mean, I like some of the jobs. And another job I used to get, I used to love, was the, Con, the North Conway local freight. Yep. You go to Dover, and we had a switch engine usually, and maybe 10, 20 cars. And we switch all the way up there, and then we get up to North Conway. We sometimes we'd have on just a buggy. We had a buggy in those days, and maybe one car, maybe just a buggy. And then we'd go to down, down the street to a, a place which turns into a ski club in the wintertime. Yep. And then we'd uh, stay there for the night, and then the next morning go back, have breakfast, get the switch engine, get it fired up, take a ride up to Jackman Jackson. Nothing up there. We go back. We go all the way back to Portland. We used to do Davis and Rubber too. Yeah. Farmington. In Farmington, yep. we do that. And uh, we'd go back, we'd have sometimes 20 cars going back to Dover. And that was a wonderful job. I put more bids in on that job, but I, I didn't have the seniority to keep yeah. it. That was a pretty high seniority job. Oh, it sure was. Was it on a Wolfboro? Oh, yeah. I never went to Wolfboro, uh, not on the B&M, &M, but I went down there on the Wolfboro Railroad oh. because I, I, was a, I worked on the Wolfboro Railroad. I'll yeah. tell you one thing, they had a fan trip up there one day. And... Uh, <clears throat> I used to go up Wolfboro every weekend, mm -hmm. and uh, they used to let me run the trains up there too. I never ran the steam engine, but I ran everything else. Yep. And uh, so uh, they come up with the bud cars one day, four bud cars out of Boston on a fan trip, and I'm I'm up there working for the Wolfboro Railroad that day, and of course I'm running in. We pulled into uh, <clears throat> into Wolfboro, and the guys in the bud car. We had the steam engine. We put the steam engine on the head of the bud cars, mm -hmm. the two fifty, whatever the number of it was. And pull the bud cars down to down to Wolfboro, and uh, so one of the guys, uh, some of the guys on the railroad, you know, the crews there, said, Are "You working up here? I thought you worked for the B and M." I says, "I do." I says, "I just work up here on weekends." <laughs> oh, it was funny, you know. Yeah. But they they pulled the <clears throat> they pulled the uh, four bud cars down with a steam engine, yeah. <clears throat> and uh, <clears throat> I never got to run that. I used to uh, ride in it all the time, but I never, uh, <clears throat> I never ran it. 
but I used to run the Plymouth, and uh, they had up there, and I used to, the, the little gas car they had up there, which is now in Strasburg. Yeah. They broke me in on that thing, and I ran that to Wolfboro one day, mm-hmm. and that's a fun thing to run. And uh, so, uh, but anyway, uh, no, but uh, <clears throat> I enjoyed uh, working on the railroad. Uh, part of it was was heck, kind of hectic. I know I worked, uh, when I was still working on freight, <clears throat> I worked BJ3, JB4, that was the Boston to White River Junction job. Yep. And it ran up one day. That was when we had the 16-hour law. And you go up and you leave Boston. <clears throat> you didn't have to work too too much. You'd have maybe, oh, we'd have a couple of alcohols, B unit, maybe a couple of F units. You'd have anywhere from three to four engines on the train and anywhere from from 50 to 100 cars. Mm. <clears throat> we had to switch all the way up. But the switchers, we stop at Nashua, <clears throat> Manchester, uh, and then we get a Concord, and then we had to go up to Slate Hill. Yep. That's where the prison was. Oh, yeah. And uh, we go up there. They cut the engine. I'd have to cut the engines off. I was on the head end. I had to cut the engines off. Yep. And then we'd take the whole thing. We'd, sometimes we'd have four diesels, and we'd go all the way up to Slate Hill. The Swenson Granite. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I would jump off at the crossing right there by the prison, <clears throat> flag the crossing, and the engines would continue on up to uh, <clears throat> Slate Hill, pick up a gondola or whatever they had, come back. <clears throat> i get back on the engines and go back. We never went in the prison, but I know sometimes they did go in the prison, but not not when I was on the job. Cool, I think they got in there. Oh, yeah. Cool cars, yeah. Yeah, they, they go in there once in a while, but not when I was on the job. Yeah. But then we go back down to uh, pick up our train, <clears throat> and then we head up to to uh, Lebanon, yep. and uh, was in the fall, and uh, we had I think we had a three Alcos on that day. I didn't like those other. Those were nice engines, but they smelly. Oh yeah. <laughs> and, <laughs> but anyway, uh, we uh, we rode up, and the engineer we had I we were dragging about eighty cars, and we started spinning and everything else. The engineer says we're not going to make the hill, so he says. Uh, why don't you? We had a fireman in those those days too. A fireman would uh, the engine. The engineer says you and the fireman get out in the front of the engine and you get some sand and sand. We uncoupled. I uncoupled the train. The train from the uh, the diesels from the freight cars, and we went up the hill and we sanded the rails. Yep. And then we went back down, coupled the train back up again, and went into into a White River. Yeah. But uh, <clears throat> it was uh, yeah, that was. It was all right, and, and but finally they got down to the twelve-hour law. That was a lot better. Mm-hmm. We had a nice bunkhouse up there in White River Junction. We used to stay in. It's still there, but they want to tear it down. What's yeah, left of it? The YMCA building. Yeah, that was a one of the best places I ever stayed in. Yep. And it was very clean. They gave you clean sheets. They had showers and everything there. And the dirtiest place I ever stayed in was the Dover Engine House. Oh yeah. Oh, that place was filthy. Yeah. It was a buggery. <laughs> that was the roundhouse down there? The roundhouse is still there. Yep. But it was an awful place to sleep. I'll tell you, I only stayed there once, one night. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but no, it was. Uh, <clears throat> I had a lot of <clears throat> got a, got an interesting. Uh, I was on the on that Dobo, <clears throat> excuse me, on that uh, train that went to uh, White River. I was on that for uh, that was a seven hour job, <clears throat> seven day a week. Yep. And uh, it was all nocturnal. And uh, you go up there. I think I worked it three weeks and three weeks straight. And boy, I tell you, I didn't get much sleep. No. <laughs> and uh, sleep in the daytime. No, I know. I stayed in the hotel manga one night before they tore that down. Yep. And uh, we had a room there, <clears throat> but 
<clears throat> no, that was, uh, then of course when I was in the Passioner, that was all right. And, uh, so I, uh, <clears throat> I didn't go in the freight anymore, but I worked all over in the Passioner on the Bud cars. Mm -hmm. And, uh, then they got the, uh, Pullman cars. They got those. And I worked the job to Rockport and Ipswich. We only went as far as Ipswich then. <clears throat> and Newbyport, they went down to fr with freight, but yeah. we only went down there once. Oh, the city track? Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, but I never, I never went down on that. It was done in the late sixties, I think. Yeah, yeah, that was doing. I never, I never, I never got to go down there. Yeah. But now you worked the Portsmouth switcher too, right? Yes, yeah, so Portsmouth was a real nice job. Yeah. And uh, we went up to, uh, just before you cross the river there, I forgot the name of the place. It's a big, they used to some tank cars. Is a place that used to have tank cars. We yeah. used to go up there. There was the. Uh, uh, simplex, simplex wire and steel. Mm -hmm. We used to have gondolas out of there. We used to go up there. I think that's still there. And, uh, but anyway, no, the Portsmouth job was nice. They had quite a, quite a bit of a, a nice yard there. Yeah. And I don't know what there is there now, but. It's getting busy again. Is it busy again 46, now? 46 cars of propane last week. No kidding. Wow. Yeah. Now, did you ever get an Amesbury at all down the Eastern route? Once. Once. Yep. One more, one night they, uh, one day they, uh, we took the switcher and they said we got to get on Ainsbury and pick up a uh, freight car, mm -hmm. and uh, so we took the light engine. It was a switcher and one of the eleven hundreds, and we drove. <coughs> we went all the way down to Ainsbury up in the line, and <coughs> line was all overgrown with brush and trees and everything else, and we had to flag the crossings and all that, and, and we get up there. There was a cop come down. And, he looks, he stops at one of the crossings. We're just about to go across. He says, oh my God. He says, I don't think I ever saw a train down here before. <laughs> he was amused. Yeah. And uh, so anyway, we uh, we went in, we we found the freight car and we, we took it back out. But shortly after that, the line was abandoned. Yeah. But that's the only time I ever went down on the, on the uh, Ainsby branch. Mm -hmm. Did you ever get up to the, um, the air base there in Newington? Was the switcher still going up to peace? Yeah, we went up there once. Yeah, I went up there a couple of times. Yeah. Went up there at night. Yeah. And we had to had to flag the crossing there on the uh, main road that runs Stalling. out of Portsmouth. Yeah, the turnpike. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the turnpike, yeah. And we had to go up there. We had a switcher that night. We had to go up there to the air base. We had to take some cars out of there one night. Yeah. <clears throat> but, you know, it's kind of hairy when you get out of the road there, you know. You know. <laughs> of course, I had a lantern, you know, a fusee. I had a, a lighted yeah. fusee. Yeah, that's a, that's a pretty big crossing there, too. Oh, yeah, I and know. Up in, uh, up in Gonic, too, it crossed again. Oh, yeah, yeah. 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 But, no, I uh, I did a lot of the, a lot of those jobs. were, were nice jobs. I, I, I enjoyed them. Mm -hmm. And, uh, but it was, you know, <clears throat> it was fun. A lot of it wasn't, wasn't too good. I'll tell you that <clears throat> standing on top of a boxcar in a driving rainstorm, <laughs> in those days we had to ride the tops of the cars. Yeah. And uh, be very careful that you didn't fall off. And one car derailed one night, when I, one day when I was on top. And fortunately, it didn't tip over. And uh, Lawrence, it was pretty bad. They dumped a car in the canal up there one night, but I wasn't on the train that night. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> and, uh, but, <clears throat> but anyway, no, it was, uh, it was, I, I enjoyed a lot of it. I'm trying to think of anything else. We've had a lot of interesting episodes that used to happen. I know Lawrence, where was it? Lawrence, yeah, we used to go down the middle of the street. Mm -hmm. And uh, we come back one morning, and you go buy a bunch of <clears throat> some tenement houses just before you go back onto where the main line was in Lawrence. And I, little kids, this is about 6 o'clock in the morning, and a couple of little kids on the platform of one of the houses there. 
on the porch, and they were jumping up and down, looking. I says, who? You know, it's kind of interesting. I looked back and said the engineer, and I says, you don't know it, but we're ripping up the tracks. We got some cars that are derailed. <laughs> we dragged the things right up, right back to the... They were just ripping up the rails. The cars are still on the track, but we we're tearing up the rails oh. behind the cars. Yeah. And we got back into Lawrence Yard. And we had about eight or ten cars. And another night, <clears throat> we we're going down the middle of the street, and uh, we had I don't know five or six cars. We we're down the middle of the street towards the end, and <clears throat> it was down near the I forgot the name of the place. Here. It was a, it was a, I don't know what they had in the Jello pudding or something. I guess. Oh yeah, it was on the M and L branch. Yeah, no, this was the uh, right down there in, in Lawrence. Yeah. Well, I worked all those sightings in there. We're down the middle of the street there, and this car. Some this was three o'clock in the morning. Some drunk comes down in his car. And uh, he slammed in this. I saw him, saw he's going to hit the car. So I told the engineer, I said, big hole it. I said, he's not going to make it. Crash, he hit the side of the car. Oh, the side of the freight car. Yeah. So we got, I got, I got over to the, I saw the guy. And, and I got out and I walked over to him. And he wasn't injured. His car was pooched up quite a bit, but he could still drive it. <laughs> Radiator was all leaking all over the road and everything. And uh, so anyway, he said, where did you guys come from? I says, I says, <clears throat> where did we come from? I says, well, I says, where did you come from? And uh, he was drunk anyway. So they got the police down there and everything. And he could still drive the car, what was left of it. Yeah. And, uh, but anyway, uh, but we had some funny episodes up there. And uh, I'm trying to think of anything else. We had a one classic derailment across the uh, south end of the yard, Lawrence Yard there. A bunch of cars come down <clears throat> They, uh, they, they bled the cars off, but they bled off, I think it was about 10 cars, and we collided right in the middle of the street and pushed them off the track and all over the street. Oh, what a mess that was. They had to block the streets off for quite a while. <clears throat> I saw that happening. Mm -hmm. and uh, But anyway, no, it was, uh, was kind of interesting. Uh, I, I, I enjoyed some of it. A lot of it I enjoyed, a lot of it I didn't. Yeah. What was it like working commuter out of Boston? It was all right. Yeah, you come down, you you get your, you knew what it was doing. If I owned a job, I owned a job, yeah. for a long time, but uh, you get the people on the train at five o'clock at night. You get the people on the train, and you get down, pick up the tickets and everything, and <clears throat> you have to make the stations Lynn. <clears throat> we have to make Chelsea first, and then Lynn, and then Swamps get all the way down. I was working out of Rockport, yeah. and we get down to Rockport, and then we uh, then I'd come back and then go Boston, and then. I'd go back to Rockport and then back to Boston. Mm -hmm. No, actually, I started out of Rockport, so I went to Boston and back to Rockport, two round trips. <clears throat> and then uh, one of the one of the trips I had, <clears throat> I had to we had to uh, take one of the commuter train that came in, on the station there. He would uh, he'd had like six cars, and we had to take one of the cars off and go back to Boston with a single butt car. So I had to on uh, my job. I wasn't supposed to do it in the railroad, but I had to uh, <clears throat> go back and make sure the brakes was on, the handbrake was on the, one of the rear cars. Then I would uh, release the brake on the car I was going to run, mm -hmm. and I pull the pin, go back to the bud car, and pull it ahead, pull it ahead about, oh, about a half a car length ahead. And then I could walk back, and then I would uh, <clears throat> make sure the hoses were all up and everything. And uh, then <clears throat> get it all ready to go back to Boston. Mm -hmm. And uh, I used to, and then the engineer lived in Rockport, and his name was Sullivan. 
And I will say that because he was Paul Sullivan. He was the one that was killed in Prides. Oh yeah, and uh, but he lived there down the street there in one of the houses. So I'd come to he come back to the car. He says, "I says, give him the controller. Here you go." I says, "All set to go." So we just get in and go, and they make sure there's nobody running or anything. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> well, anyway, he got involved in the when they had that accident down in Prides, yeah. and they uh, they ran into the ran into a freight that was running the wrong uh, running up. They were. <clears throat> they 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 ran up in the, on the other track that was out of service. Right. <clears throat> put the bud put the uh, it was a coach. I mean one of those yeah. Pullman cars. So, put it right on top of the uh, diesel. Yep. I wasn't on the train then, but I saw it. That was nice. But the worst thing I didn't like were the rock concerts. Oh yeah. And we used to have rock concerts at least two or three a month. Out the garden. Yeah. yeah, and we'd have sometimes six or seven cars. <clears throat> full of screaming idiots. <laughs> and I'll tell you, and by the time we got them, by the time we got back, they were drunk. Yeah. And a lot of times, once in a while, they'd ride on the top of the cars. Oh, geez. Well, they killed a couple. Oh, yeah. Uh, they killed one one night. I wasn't on the train that night, thank God. He was standing up on top of the car mm-hmm. when they hit the Salem Tunnel. Ooh. He didn't know it when he hit it. Yeah. Well, he was killed instantly, yep. and uh, they killed two in 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 uh, in uh, <clears throat> Montserrat one night. They fell down between the cars, yeah, sure. and uh, they were just ground up. That happened uh, in East <clears throat> Quarter, I think, not too long. Oh yeah, but you know they were they were crazy like that, yeah. and uh, so, but you know you see, I saw one kid there one night. He was no one day they had the circus playing in Boston. Yeah. And when they stopped at Swampscott Station, uh, I looked out and there was a per- one of the people that were getting off there says, hey, you got somebody riding on the roof of the car. And I says, oh. So I got back on the car. We were still st- sitting in the station. I looked up. We had the Pullman cars in. I op- had the door open, you know, the door open. I, I, I saw him up there and I said, hey, you, come here. So... I grabbed him. He started down the side of the car, and I grabbed his f- leg like that, and I'm starting to pull him, you know. He's a teenager, and he started to cry. Oh, let go, let go, and all that. Well, anyways, I let him on the car anyway, finally. I got him on the car, and I says, well, I says, you enjoy your ride? And I says, you thought it was a freebie, didn't you? And I says, well, guess what? Where are you going? He says, I'm going to Beverly. I says, that'll be $3. I said, he didn't may save any money. Yeah. Well, he didn't try that again. <laughs> he was just a day. I think he was only about 14 or 15 years old. Oh, sure. Uh, <laughs> did you uh, ever work any of the camp trains? No. I never worked any of those, yeah. no. Those were still running around that time, I think. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 60s. Yeah. yeah, they were running. They had those two or three a year, I guess. Yeah. Sometimes they run 15, 20 cars on those. Yeah, all over the place, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But, uh, no, I... Uh, no, some of those some of those t- <clears throat> trains were all right, and some of them weren't. I I dreaded the concert trains, but I don't know if they still have them or not. But but I guess they're quite quiet, yeah. quiet a crew now. Yeah, <clears throat> right. But now you, we have to be careful, you know. Of course, we were working the B and M days. You could <clears throat> do a lot under the B and M than you could with Amtrak. Right. And uh, but uh, you were uh, working during the um, the blizzard. Yes. Seventies. Yes. Any stories about that. Yeah, we uh, we were on a. Uh, so we had two bud cars that night, 
We're coming out of Boston. And we only went as far as Ipswich. That was the end of the line for us. Yeah. And uh, we used to keep the cars right on the main line. And we we didn't we didn't make it into the station that night. Uh, just before the crossing, we we buried buried ourselves in a drift about six feet deep, yeah. and we stalled. We just left the butt cars where they were. Yeah. And another night we were coming back. It was uh, it wasn't a, it wasn't snow on the ground. The kids piled a whole bunch of brush on the tracks. And just as they leave Hamilton, going towards uh, Boss, going towards uh, Ipswich. Yeah. And I was I was up front with the engineer. We only had a, we had two bud cars then. Both were powered. <clears throat> and uh, I was on the engineer. We came around the just after you leave Hamilton Station. You start up that kind of a hill light and you curve around a little bit. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> we saw the piling brush. And the engineer says, geez, I don't know. The kids left some brush on the track. So we, well, we'll hit it. We'll push it out of the track. That was our undoing. Oh, they had a big, big boulder under the brush. Mm -hmm. We went right up on the top of the boulder and wiped out the pan under the bud car. Yeah. Oil all over the place. Oh, well, all right, now we're crippled. But the other bud car we're pulling still got a motor we could run. So he went back to the other bud car. We, and we we split the rock in three or four places. Yeah. Incidentally, the kids that did it were in the bushes watching us. <laughs> and they were laughing. What's this uh, story about a train on the Gloucester branch with 60 arrests? Oh, that. Yeah. <sighs> I was on the train that night. Yeah. We were coming out, it was a rock concert. And we had, uh, I think we had four or five butt cars. And uh, the kids, I don't know whether they were butt cars or whether they were, yeah, they had to have been butt cars. Uh, after they left Manchester, the, I think one of the middle butt cars, there was about, oh, I'll say about 20 kids in there, 25 kids in there. And they were all drunk as a skunk. They were all going to Gloucester. Yeah. And they decided to do some damage. They smashed windows. They slit seats. They did everything. So the the uh, we had to we had to when we got down to Gloucester Drawbridge, we had to uh, <clears throat> get off at the at the drawbridge and check in. You know, sign a register. Mm -hmm. Well, the conductor. I wasn't a train. I was just a trainman that night. Yeah. Conductor got off, and I and he says uh, we're going to get into uh, the Gloucester Draw to get hold of the Gloucester Police and the riot squad. And we're going to limp into Gloucester Station very, very slow. Make sure every the cops are all down there. So anyway, we just crawled into Gloucester Station. The kids are still on the car, screaming, yelling, throwing beer around, peeing in the aisle and everything else. Well, anyway, we get into Gloucester Station and the riot squad were down there. And what car? That one right there. Cops here, cops there with handcuffs. Every kid, as they came off the car, click. <laughs> oh, <clears throat> they arrested every one of them. I don't know what they ever ha happened to them. Well, of course, the car was a cripple. Now they had to bring it back to the engine house because they did an awful oh, job yeah, on it. Sure. I walked into it. And, oh, it was awful. And the the beer was all over the, the old days. They had bottles yeah. and cans. The beer was all over. The, you could you could wade through the beer. I mean, you know, it was like a. Every time the car moved, it was you could see it all over the floor. There must have been a hundred beer cans in there all over the floor. Yeah. But you know they, they used to put up with that stuff. And, yeah. <clears throat> but anyway, did you ever uh, ever work the freight on the Newburyport branch at all? Out towards Wakefield and, and up that way. Yeah, yeah, I worked down there several times. 
Yeah, that was a good job. Yeah. And oh, he had a funny, t- funny thing happen. The engineer, <clears throat> forgot what his name was. Uh, he's gone now. Uh, we went by a big golf course. Oh yeah. And uh, so uh, we're coming, we're coming, heading over towards Wakefield Junction, mm-hmm. and we stopped. And uh, he gets out of the engine, and he walked over the golf course, and he picking up golf balls. <laughs> So he came by. He had three or four of me picked up. <laughs> he was a golfer. Oh, sure. I'll tell you another funny thing that happened, too. Uh, <clears throat> I used to work with a... <clears throat> I used to make a round trip to uh, Rockport in the, in the in the daytime, around noontime. We'd get out of Rockport, and then we went right back to Boston. We had a single butt car. And uh, after we left... Uh, let's see. We went to... After we left... Uh, <clears throat> Beverly Farms. Mm-hmm. There's an area to go by the beach, yeah. and then you and then you come into Manchester. Well, there was this big old farm that was r- right there alongside of the track, old abandoned buildings, a building in there or something. Well, the conductor I worked with, oh, he's an awfully nice guy, and uh, we got along. You no, know, he was awfully nice guy. I worked with him for quite a while. He's gone now. And the engineer was too. I forgot who that was, but he I think he's gone too. But anyway, we got out. We got up to after we left uh we got in between Manchester, we got down where that barn was, and he stopped. I thought to myself, what the hell they stopped it for? So anyway, uh the engineer and the conductor both got off the butt car and they walked over the barn. Mm-hmm. They're looking all inside the barn. And pretty soon they uh they came back. And uh, what's going on? He says, nothing, just looking at it, just exploring. Oh, all right. <laughs> so anyway, we get into Rockport. This woman gets off. We had, I don't know, about 10 people on the train going to Rockport. The woman gets off. She says, excuse me, sir. She says, why did we stop there? She says, I, I, saw, I saw the engineer and the conductor get it going, looking inside that barn there. Oh, what was going on? And I thought to think fast on that one. And I says, well, I says, we had a little problem with it. We had had to get something. I think we had to use some bailing wire or something for something in the cab of the engine. We were looking around because uh, we, 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 had to put, we had to put something on. The, you know, the, there was something fell off the engine. We had to look and see if we could find something so we could get the motor so we could we can get into Rockport. So she's, oh, okay. So uh, she was pacified anyway, but she didn't figure out what it was. We saw all kinds of stuff used to happen like that. And I'm trying to think of the other incidents. Some of them I won't repeat. But anyway, uh, no, that was uh, it. Was fun, you know. I I I like the uh, I like the passenger passenger end of it. Yeah. Most of it was 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 very good. And then I used to get called on this off the like I was qualified for. All over the all over the <clears throat> passenger division, I was qualified for Newbyport. I mean, for Newbyport, for uh, Rockport, uh, uh, I think South Acton. But I didn't like working out South Acton. After several years, I kind of forgot where the stations were. Mm-hmm. And uh, <clears throat> Lowell. Yep. And uh, so anyway, I worked a Lowell job. I worked out of uh, Ipswich. Then we went into Boston, and then we went to uh, then we made a round trip to Lowell. And then we came back to Boston, and then we went back to uh, Ipswich. And that was a good job. I loved it. 
And uh, But the, the uh, train dispatcher was always calling me off the job where I was a qualified conductor. <clears throat> Somebody would, some qualified, some conductor would mark off. So they want me to uh, run his job. So I'd have to do that. So I might be in Rockport one day. I might be in, uh, this happened about every week. Mm-hmm. And I got kind of tired of it after a while. I like my job. I was on a trainman's job, actually. Yeah. And But I say I was qualified. But uh, when it came time to retire, when I hit 65, I was out of there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All done. That's it. But uh, What's this? Uh, you have a story about a drive-in movie and a conductor pulling shades? <laughs> you want to say this? Yeah, go for All right. It. <laughs> but anyway, we stopped. There's a, it used to be a drive-in theater just yeah. outside of, uh, it was, I think it was Wellington or somewhere. Yeah. It was alongside of the tracks. And the screen was facing the track. And we used to ride out of there. And the engine, the conductor was a very, very pious person. Awfully nice guy. He's gone now. But anyway, uh, we would, we leave. That was when the bug cars used to have curtains. Yeah. So the, the, the drive-in theater was on the right-hand side. So I was on a Reading job then. And uh, the, uh, the engineer was, well, he's gone too. But I kind of forget what his name was, but that doesn't matter. But anyway, uh, we started out. And the con- I often wonder why the conductor always pulled the curtains down on one side. And so did the passengers. And this is at nighttime. So one of the passengers asked the conductor, how come you pulling the curtains down? Well, you know, it's, I don't know. We made some excuse up anyway. So when we got out where the drive-in theater was, and we stopped. And we stopped, and we waited sometimes five minutes. And uh, people, uh, I don't think the people knew what was going on. But it was, uh, they showed uh, outdated, I mean, movies that weren't, no, were, you know, Oh, yeah. yeah, you know those kind of movies. <laughs> so, so anyway, uh, so we, but anyway, that that happened. So anyway, uh, when I got to be the bo- when I got to be the boss on that train there, uh, that stopped. <laughs> we went right by the theater. Well, anyway, the theater's been long closed. Oh sure. Yeah. But anyway, it was uh, no, there was a lot of stuff like that that used to happen. Now, uh, you also got into not only working for the road, but photographing trains and getting very involved with oh, yeah. chasing trains. Uh, how did you get into photographing the railroad in, in the Boston and Maine? I didn't, bring, I didn't bring my camera with me until, well, as long as I got on pasture, I used to bring my camera because I had a, <clears throat> I had a locker over in the uh, crew facilities place here up down on Causeway Street. Yeah. And <clears throat> I used to keep my camera in there. And, uh, but... I had when I got into Boston at noontime, after the after the middle trip I had, I had five hours off, mm-hmm. so I'd wander all around Boston with my camera, yep. and I used to I used to walk. Those those days I used to love to walk. Mm-hmm. I walked sometimes four or five miles. I walked out to Harvard Square one day, and I walk uh, down South Boston. I'd go everywhere, but you never know what you're going to see. I'd walk over to Charlestown Navy Yard. Sometimes there was ships there. And uh, I like the ships too. And uh, I'd go down and see the ocean liners if they happened to be in the ocean liners in. And one day I went out to Castle Island and uh, walking around. I'd take a boat out there, a ferry boat out there. But it was, you know, I, I did, took a lot of pictures around. Mm-hmm. And uh, But I never had any trouble anywhere. 
Now you uh, you were taking pictures in the early fifties, right? When the steam was still being yes. starting to go away. I took pictures in forty eight. Forty eight. But uh, nineteen fifty was when I got my color camera. And of course, living in Marblehead, they still had a lot of steam trains down there. Yeah. And uh, they had, uh, let's see, the day they had the uh, Swampscott wreck, uh, I went to see that. Mm -hmm. That was gory. 56. And that uh, was 56. 56. And uh, I went up to see that. I was working at the machine shop at the time. I told the boss, I'm going to be a little late coming back to work today in my lunch hour. He said, why? Are you going out to see the wreck? And I says, yeah. He says, well, don't spend, out, don't spend all day there. And I says, I won't. So anyway, I went out. Well, they had the, they had the, uh, they had the big hook down there. Mm -hmm. and, uh, was, and they had, uh, oh, that was a mess anyway. But anyway, I knew that night they were going to have steam engines on the Marblehead train. Yeah. So I was waiting for it. So I heard it. <clears throat> I went ready for it, you know, with my camera. So I was taking pictures. I took probably pictures, a hundred pictures of the steam trains down there. Mm -hmm. And uh, I used to live, I used to uh, live next door to an engineer that was on the Marblehead branch. And he was the engineer on the steam engines. So he said, any time you're on a ride, come on down. Okay. So I ride, I used to ride with him in the steam locomotive over to Salem yep. when they put the trains to bed. And uh, so I rode three or four times with him over there in the steam locomotives, the 3600s. And, uh, but you know, he used to have a lot of rides. And in those days, you could walk around the railroads. I walked out, of, where was it? I was in Boston Yard one day and I was walking around. And they had the, they were still switching the yards with the big 080s. They had the 800, uh, 600s. Yep. And I came by and I was, uh, was taking, taking pictures there. This is 1952, I think. The engineer says, hey, he says, come on, you want to ride? Okay. So I'm riding a while with him. Mm -hmm. In the cab of the engine. And another day I was down, went down the Lynn switcher yeah. and got that. They had a main central engine on that, a switcher, a Portland terminal switcher. And uh, they leased, I think. Oh, yeah. And uh, so I had a cab ride in that for a while. And then another day I was over the new, I used to hang around the New Haven around. Mm -hmm. New Haven over the big yards in New Haven. They had these big uh, <clears throat> diesels there. That, what the heck they were. They had the high hoods there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I got friendly with all the guys over there. And uh, this was 1947, I think, or 40, yeah, 47 to 48. Mm -hmm. I used to you walk over there. I was still in high school then. Yeah. And uh, so I got friendly with him. He says, hey, you want to take a ride? I said, sure. So they, one of the switcher came by. He says, go down. So I, I drove them for about an hour, an hour and a half in the cab of that thing all over Boston Yard. Oh, yeah. But, you know, they used, to, they used to let you ride around. Nobody cared. Mm -hmm. And... Uh, that isn't the only place that's happened. I mean, the Canadian Pacific were good too. Yep. And so was the Central Vermont and the Bangor Rustic. Yeah. Spent a lot of time up in up in Montreal and up in. Canada. Oh yeah, I used to go up to Montreal once or twice a year. Yeah. And you, I walked all over that place up there. I love Montreal. I used to, I was out there one day and it was wintertime. I went up New Year's, cold, freezing cold. Oh yeah. And I was out along the track there, and uh, the, uh, the commuter train came out. It had one of those branch line engines on it. The 47, I think the number of it was, or 46 or one of those. Yeah. And they stopped. They asked me, come on, get on. You look like you're froze, freezing. They took me into Montreal, the cab of the thing. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know. Go around Turcotte Yard and stuff. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I used to go around Turcotte Yard. I used to go all around. Nobody bother you. Yeah. Uh, Westmount, they had the big engine facility there. Westmount, I rode up in the real area of, a plant, of a, one of those observation cars one day when they're coming out of, uh, out of, uh, 
Union Station there in, in Montreal, up to the Westmount Yard there. They gave me a ride in that. Yeah. But, you know, they, 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 you know, they, of course, they don't do it now, but I mean, those days, God, I don't know how many cab rides I had in those places up there. Oh, yeah. And the enthusiast fan trips, too. The, the oh, yeah, the enthusiast trips were, yeah. When did you join the RRE? Oh, I don't know. It was back in my teen years, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, I didn't do too much engine riding. I tell you, one trip I went on was interesting. They had a, uh, you know, the B and M bought four engines from the uh, Lackawanna Railroad. Yeah. Ninety six, uh, ninety six hundreds, ninety six, eighty six, eighty seven, eighty eight, and eighty nine. I think the numbers of them were. Well, anyways, they had the eighty six, eighty nine, <clears throat> or thirty six, eighty nine. I guess it was. Yeah on a fan trip out to Concord. Then when they got to Concord, they cut that engine off. They put two moguls on. And uh, we went up, I went up, I forgot where the heck we went up to Claremont or somewhere. <clears throat> and we went up with the two moguls. And no, I didn't get any cab rides there. But uh, I forgot it was one of those lines I got a cab ride in. One of those round the mountain trips. Oh yeah. I had a ride and they used to put double switches on. The, the the small switch engines they had them together. I rode in the cab on one of those once, mm -hmm. but you know I I didn't so much too much on cab rides then in those days. But you know I was kind of bashful about asking for cab rides. But <clears throat> but I know the Bangor is good about letting you cab rides, oh, and yeah. so is the Central Vermont, yeah. <clears throat> as long as you got permission from the railroad. Yeah, and I always write the railroad, and uh, they would uh, they would uh, they say what train do you want to ride. Okay, I want to ride the uh, I want to ride the Searsport job. Yeah. So I used to go down to Searsport. I knew the engineer on that too. Wayne Duplissy's name was. I don't know if he's still alive or not. But anyway, he worked for the railroad. He's the engineer on that. But the Bangor Aristic was a friendly's railroad. Oh yeah. And I used to ride down to Searsport with them in the cab. They had those BL twos yep. and F units on the train. They'd have one one of each. Mm -hmm. You ride down on one engine, you ride back on the other, and they'd have about 50 cars, 60 cars, they'd haul out of Sizzport, mm -hmm. mostly tank cars. So one day where I was riding back with them, and we got halfway back, and the, and the conductor says, hey, he says, we're going to stop. You want a picture? Why don't you take our picture? Okay. So he stopped the freight train, <laughs> and I got out, and I took the picture. Yeah. <laughs> but they were good about doing stuff oh, yeah. like that. I think I read that Northern Main Junction, they even sold souvenirs. Oh yeah. The BAR did. You oh yeah, they did. And patches and yeah. Yeah. No, they were they were a real good railroad. I rode them a couple of times. I rode up to visit Oakfield one night on the cab. Oh, big yard. I think yeah. we had five engines and I think we had 150 cars. Yep. And uh, they pulled a drawbar coming back. I remember in one of the cars, a tank car. And uh, I'll tell you, I was oh, that was a night I didn't get much sleep. I didn't get any sleep at all. And I was driving back down to. Well, I was staying at the trolley museum then. I was a member of the trolley museum, and I stayed, just about made it back to uh, Kennebunk that night without going off the road. But I know I had a few incidents, you know, when I was on the railroad, especially on freight, when I had to drive, and <clears throat> and you'd be driving it at night, you know, and and uh, I almost wiped the toll booth out one night there in, in Hampton there when oh, yeah. coming back one night. <laughs> I used to stop every, about every uh, couple of miles and get out of the car and walk around the car and then get back in and then I'd drive another couple of miles and get out again. Yeah. It's the only way I ever got home. Right. But you know, you didn't get much sleep in those days. No. I had a couple of incidents at home where I <clears throat> got sick, got passed out, you know, 
get up there and he fell down and he hit my head one night. Oh, God, it was awful. I didn't go to the hospital, but I almost went there. But, you know, he didn't have much sleep, but I don't miss, I don't miss, I love the, I like the railroad. I like working for it, but I don't miss it. Right. <laughs> now, when you were on, on BJ3 on the Northern job, um, you stopped in Manchester Yard, and the switcher would go, come out and do its work. And oh yeah, was it the night? It was a nighttime job. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, they switches in all those places. <clears throat> Manchester was a big one. They had switches there. Nashville, they had one. Yeah. <clears throat> Lowell, they had one. Mm -hmm. And uh, Concord, of course, they had one. We didn't. I didn't do do any work. Just sat in the engine. Right. But after he left Concord, then I had to work. <laughs> yeah. Did they? What did they do up in? Uh, in they dropped their car in White River Junction. The train in White River Junction, or. Yeah, we'd yeah. come into the yard, yeah. and uh, we'd pull right down to the yard. They cut the caboose off, yeah. and then they'd pull that. We pull down to the yard, and then I'd head pin, mm -hmm. and then we'd go back with a with a with the engines back to uh, the terminal back there, and just across the river there, Westboro, yeah. Westboro. Yeah. and we just put up, and we'd have to put up until, well, let's see, we get up there in the morning, and then. Of course, now you now you got to get some sleep. So I go over that bunkhouse they had there, which yeah. is very nice. I sleep for about four, uh, five, six hours. Then I go up. I walk up there. In those days they had the <clears throat> bus station up at the top of the hill, yeah. and they had a nice restaurant in there. I'd walk up there and get get something to eat. Mm -hmm. Then I had to walk back down. Now it's getting dark, and of course I'm already ready to go back to Boston again. We left there about nine in the nine at night. Oh yeah. Go back to Boston, and I get back into Boston about. Oh, I don't know, it was a wee hour. No, we got back there about 6 or 7 o'clock in the morning. But once you get back to Boston, then you're out. They just get in the yard, and that was it, and then and go to a hotel. I went to the Madison there one night, and other times I'd go home. <clears throat> if I had my car, I had my car over the engine house, so I would drive home. But if it didn't feel like staying there overnight, I I, I mean, driving home, I'd go, go to the Madison. We had a room there on the second floor. Yeah. <clears throat> Now, one thing, uh, one thing I want to touch on a little bit is um, what I've seen in your, your films, in your slides, is um, in 61, 1961, when uh, the Monadnock Steamtown Northern was running yeah. out of Bradford. How yeah. did you find out about that? Because that was, that was kind of a last-ditch operation up there in, in, on the CNC. Oh, I, I don't know. I just, I, I, had, I had bulletins and stuff like that. I found out about it, yeah. Yeah, you probably had yeah. Some, yeah, some information about it. So. You went up there and, and chased that. 1961. No, I didn't have a car then. Yeah. It was like, wait a minute. Yeah, I had a car then. What am I saying? It was in the 50s. Yeah. Uh, 64, yeah, I had a car. I'd drive up there. And then 62 in Keene, too? Yeah, yeah. Did you did. get to ride in any of those engines at all or just chase them? The only one I ever rode in that I know of up there, I rode in one of the, uh, in uh, the uh, I rode one of those Canadian Pacific steam engine Pacifics there. Oh yeah. I rode one of those out. I knew the I knew the engineer there. I rode out with him a round trip. Yeah. And uh, I don't know. I never rode. I don't think I ever rode anything in Conway. Oh yeah, that's right. I rode the mud car they had up there running once. Yep. Well, that wasn't that long ago either. Right. And uh, but. Uh, no, I never rode any engines up there, but <clears throat> except for when I worked up there on the on the switch on the uh, freight. On the local, yeah. Yeah. Were you ever on any of the snow trains up that way, as a as a fan or as an employee? I was a snow. I was on a snow train uh, when I was a little kid, yeah. uh, about six years old, mm -hmm. and my mother and father took me on a snow train, and they had a <clears throat> they had a thirty six hundred on it. I remember Pacific. 
And uh, I was only about, what did I say? I was 36. Two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, about 1930. Oh, I don't know. I was only about six years old anyway. Yeah. And uh, he rode up to uh, up to Crawford Notch. Was that, what's the next town uh, uh, from Crawford Notch? Uh, Fabian's. Fabian. We went up to Fabian. And they had a Y up there. Yes. And uh, we got the Bartlett. They put a steam engine on it. They put another steam engine as a helper. Mm -hmm. And uh, they had a May Central steam engine on and a B&M Pacific. <clears throat> and I wasn't taking pictures then, but my mother took a picture of one. And uh, so anyway, we went up and then, of course, they, they unloaded everybody that wanted to go skiing. And of course, I didn't ski. I was too young. And my father didn't ski either. So we went back. And then, of course, the train came back. And then we'd go back down to uh, back home after that. <clears throat> that was that was the only snow train I ever went on, <clears throat> but I went on the round the mountain trips. I used to go on those quite often. Yep, and they, they were fun to go on. You five dollars, about five dollars round trip. Mm -hmm. I don't even think it was that much. I think it was like four dollars. Yeah, and uh, I was like five hundred miles. Yeah, out of Portland, and then you gone up go all the... around. You went yeah. to uh, you went out of Boston. You went all the way up to the. Yeah, you went to. Concord, then you go over to uh, Woodsville, up around that way. You go oh, yeah. through Woodsville and yeah. then down through the Crawford Notch. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Yep. It was, I think it was 500 miles. Right. Right. I still got some brochures on that. Oh, that's I gave them away. Mm -hmm. But that was a that was a that was a good trip. They had a like 12 or 13 cars on there, including a dining car. Yep. And uh, so, which is still around, I think it's in Steamtown. Yeah, the Mountaineer. Yep. Mountaineer, yeah. I've eaten yep. in that several times. Right, because they, <laughs> they had it at Keene in the, the yep. land up northern. Yeah, I've written, I've eaten in that. Sure. So nope. you retired from from the BM or from the MBTA? Well, we actually we worked for the MBTA. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I retired from the BM in, in 1998. Okay, 98. And uh, okay. so. Uh, and you hired on the BM in. 50, 50, uh, 56. 56, all right, when we get No, no, not 56, uh, 60, uh, 68 oh, is when I hired out. Okay. So I worked 30 years, and then I retired. Yeah. As soon as my time was up, that was it. And I got my pension, I'm all set on that. <laughs> but I, uh, some of the guys I worked with on the railroad, we had one guy, one conductor there that worked on, on the railroad for over 70 years. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of the older guys, you know, we were... In Major Greeno's interview, he's talking about people in the 80s and 90s. I work with Major Greeno. Yep. I work with him, and I first started working on Passenger. Yep. On the, in the Eastern? On the Eastern? Road? Yeah, yeah. He was a stickler for fares. I know that. I remember that. Yep. <laughs> if you didn't have your about, money, you, that was it. <laughs> yeah, he talked about that a little bit. Yeah. Like, collecting the fares, and he said the, the worst branch to work for that was, or maybe it was... Uh, no. No. The, jo the uh, line over to... Um, after you leave Lynn, you go over through, uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, Saugus Branch. Saugus, that's it. Yeah. yeah, Saugus Branch. Well, I'll tell you something uh, about the Saugus Branch. I'm glad you mentioned that. They had a big fire in Chelsea. Yes. And a huge fire. So anyway, <clears throat> I went in there, and Lester Stevenson was the crew, was the train master down at the uh, North Station in those days. Mm -hmm. He's gone now. Awfully nice guy. And he's also a rail fan. So anyway, uh, they called me to go into... Uh, Boston that night, and uh, we gotta we gotta bring a bunch of bud cars over to uh, back to uh, to Rockport and uh, Ipswich, yeah. and uh, so 
The only way we can get over there is over the Saugus branch. Of course, the fire was going, the fire had already burnt down most of the buildings. The tracks were out of commission because there were hoses all over the track and buildings had collapsed over them and everything else. So we went into Boston. We got a whole bunch of bud cars. I forgot how many there were. I think it was 10 or 15 of them anyway. And uh, so I had to uh, I had to go up. I was up with the engineer when he went over the branch and I had to flag all the crossings. Yeah. And yeah, the, the National Guard out for that too. Oh yeah, we yeah. I remember I saw the smoke from that fire. We were down. I was out with my wife that night. We were down in Rockport that night. We were down at a clam place, and I saw the smoke. I I thought I thought it was a thunderstorm coming. Oh yeah. It was black smoke, and I said to my wife, I said, "Jeepers, look, looks like a thunderstorm coming or something." And I didn't know it, but it was a Saugus branch. Mm-hmm. Well, we ran into a couple of big fires I know when I was working on the railroad. It was that big one in Lynn, too. We saw that. Buildings were burning like the devil. We had an engineer on there that liked fires. He liked to watch fires. And we came in one night, and there was this big factory burning like the devil next to the railroad track. Mm -hmm. We stopped. I'm letting the people off. I'm the conductor that night. And uh, the engineer gets out, and he's standing on the platform watching the building burn down. And uh, I looked at him. I says, hey, uh, hey, do we got a train to run? I said, we got some people here who want to go home. He says, I want to see the fire. And I says, hey. I says, you're an engineer. I says, get on and run the bud car. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Great. Well, that's just about all I had for the first first section here. So uh-huh. I'll probably wrap it up. But uh, thanks for sharing your stories with us. Oh, great. All right. Sure. I'll find some more things to talk about. Well, that's all we have time for today. We hope you enjoyed today's show. And as always... If you're interested in learning more about the Boston and Maine Railroad Historical Society or joining us, you can visit our website, www.bmrrhs.org.